Hey everyone, Josh, Henry, and Elizabeth here. It is finally time for season five. It has been a long time coming, and we're excited to share the episodes with you that we've already recorded. Today's episode is one that we recorded a few weeks ago, and we want to dedicate it to a beautiful member of our Side B community, Vic Yang, who was taken from us this past week by suicide. We love you and we miss you. We want y'all listening to know that you are loved, you are valued, you are worthy. Um, No matter what you are going through, please know that there is hope on the other side and reach out to somebody you love, somebody you trust, somebody that cares about you, somebody that is safe for you. We are more than happy to connect you with resources if you need them. 988 hotline is available. Um, I know that the Revoice staff team has a team of professionals that they work with that we can connect you with as well. So just please, please, please don't hesitate to reach out to anybody if you're going through something or you're struggling. You are not alone. Yes. And we know that this is hard for our whole community. Um, For those of you who might have been close to, to Vic and maybe some of you who may never have met Vic, but we are all a family, so loss is a loss for all of us. Um, but we also know that we serve a good God who is with us, as Henry had said, um, through the ups and downs, through the struggles. Um, and our God did not leave or forsake Vic and will not leave or forsake us. So may you be encouraged um, knowing that you aren't alone because we have one another, but we're also not alone because we have a savior who is acquainted with sorrow um, and who has conquered the grave. So may we mourn, but mourn as a community knowing that, um, that we have hope. We have hope in Christ. And uh, we know that Vic put their hope in Christ. So may we continue to do the same. Love you all. And uh, yeah, may we grow together through this and, uh, and, and really, yeah, become even stronger of a community um, through this time. So we honor you, Vic. We love you. Hi, Side B family. Oh my gosh, these beautiful faces. It's been so long. I know, it's so good to see all of you. I think like all six of us, gosh, the last time that we were all together was a while ago. Not even really. It's been months. Yeah. Yeah, no, all six of us, it's been Revoice before last. It's been a moment because, yeah, at Revoice, Ashley wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And at the retreat, Henry wasn't there. Oh, gosh. (laughs) No. But we're here. Oh my god, that was the worst calendar scheduling thing from oh my god. <laughs> Literally. Oh, I am mistakes. telling you, it is it is interesting the fact that weddings have played the biggest issue in scheduling for life on side B. I mean, I think I mean, that's truly. poetry. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Because you had a wedding, and then when we were trying to record for season five premiere, you had a wedding, Grant had a wedding, 
weddings all around were playing. Listen, we love weddings. We right. love weddings. We're pro weddings. We just, <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was poetic. But here. Or ironic. Or it just ironic. depends on how you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But hi, family and listeners. Hello. You probably wondered where we were. It's March now. And I know I that was my biggest concern. I was like, these people are wondering what the heck happened to us. Did we die? Do oh, we yeah. hate each other? Like, what is going so on? So what here? happened? What happened? Anyone want to share? <laughs> they have they they have been in my DMs, like three of them. Like, when's an episode coming? What are y'all doing? I'm like, don't you think we're trying to get on we it? We are like, trying to get on. Down. We are trying to get on. So everyone, what happened was we are six very busy people. Um, we have Ashley starting a new job. We have Elizabeth and Becca over here leading organizations. Henry <laughs> leading his own dang like business and other podcast. And Grant's going to school. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yes, Tell I'm us how you really feel, Grant. <laughs> no, I really, I really like my school. It's just, it's just a lot. <laughs> Gosh, and then Josh over here, God. also organizations and going to school still and figuring everything out. I'm now so, vice yeah. president at Posture Shift. That'll happen. Yes. Yeah. Come oh on, my Danger. Yeah. And guiding families is <laughs> Congratulations. About Thanks. It's just with guiding families coming out and my doctorate and was was attempting to do my doctorate. <laughs> it's been yeah. quite a bit. So. And Elizabeth, were you in class this semester That's too? Right. We're in class too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, she was. I started back up in the fall, so way yeah. too much multitasking. Yeah. Josh, every time you say guiding families, I think of that show Guiding Light. Guiding and Light, then, yes. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah, for anyone that's unfamiliar, guiding families of LGBT loved ones is like the parent resource for the um for posture shift. And it has literally been my life for two and a half years, the new edition my waking a lady at my church had um contacted me you know for resources i still haven't asked her like why did you ask me because i'm not officially out so i think it's Uh funny um but either way i suggested uh, i lent her my guiding families and everything and then she gave it back to me not long ago she's like i love it she's like i just wanted to take the pages out and put them on the wall because they all love like the infographs and everything that are in it she's like it's just so it's so useful I will be excited for my life beyond guiding families, but I, yeah, we've been wondering when we were going to finally get to this season and here we are. We're all here. But we did did it. it. And I feel like it's a testimony to how much we love all of our listeners and we love each other, you know, like we, we had to make it work. Yeah. Blood, sweat and tears, but we're We're here. here. So many tears. So y'all better listen to this season. (laughs) I listened to a podcast Becca did on that weird TGC articles. I was like, I just want to hear Becca's voice. I know. Like, at least I still get talked to Becca just because of the revoice uh, staff chat and then meetings. But, like, I've not talked to any of y'all. And, I mean, like, Elizabeth and I just miss each other like ships in the night when we're trying to text or whatever. I know. And and you, like, come to New York and I can't even see you. I know. Her schedule was crazy the last time I was there. It was like a couple weeks after Revoice. And she's like, no you time. one of the craziest schedules I know of. I love you. Tell me about <laughs> it. Please tell me about it. 
It's a problem that I have that I can't say no. But for some reason, it's the power of the Holy Spirit. It works out. Yeah. I don't know how. There we go. But it works out. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I think we're doing this not just because we love our listeners, but yes, this is maybe more selfish than anything else because we just missed each, missed other. each other. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the great things about our team is we actually are all friends. We've talked about this multiple times. We're all friends. We love each other. We're just so dang busy that this is our only time to hang out. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Even Josh today texted me back. He's like, I'm not ignoring you. I'm just busy. I'm going to text you back. I know. Well, I. Grant and I have come. I looked at it and I was like, your text had been sent on Tuesday and this is Monday. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) What were you going to say, Henry? And I was going to say, Grant and I have come a long way, so I'm just teasing Have we? <laughs> there it goes. Oh, Never mind, me. y'all. Never mind, <laughs> listeners. He's back. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, as we get into this season, Julie. we have a new theme. Grant, would you like to share about our new theme? Yes. The theme that we discussed, and I don't know the specific wording we came to. I don't think uh, we ever determined it. Okay. Yeah. But the idea is reclaiming. So reclaiming the aspects of our faith that have been used against us or still, or feel really painful because of how we've experienced them in the past and figuring out a way to love them again, mm. to, to benefit from them and to find God uh, in and through them. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that queer folks necessarily have to do a lot of that reclaiming <laughs> if they want to hold to faith. Um, so I, I felt natural to want to talk about. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean, we've we've kind of thrown around the world words reclaiming, rebuilding. Um, a little bit of um, why I had thought about rebuilding is I think, Grant, you've the one who's talked about deconstruction as the idea of when you have a house built poorly, you have to take it apart so you can put it back together again kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. talking about that, like putting back together kind of area when you have things that have been weaponized against us that have truth in them, but we avoid them because of the weaponization and the trauma. But like, how can we still hold on to the truth? I think what's also fascinating about it, and I'm, I'm super excited about this season, two reasons. One, I think it really proves, proves our growth. And I know I haven't been around that long, so I'll leave it to you all to talk about that. But it's exciting to me because it shows like our community is growing, that we're not just we don't need to just talk about the elementary things. We're moving from the milk to the meat and we're we're willing to talk about the difficult things and and not just get back to some of the foundational aspects of the faith. But I think. I think it's some real grown up work to contextualize it and to bring it into the into the life and the spirit of queer side B folks like that. That's some real grown up work. Yeah. yeah. So that that was my one thing. And then the other thing now I'm forgetting because I just went off on that. But yeah, yeah, I, it'll come yeah. back to me. It'll come back. But to me. I'll interrupt somebody at some point. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I agree with Elizabeth in terms of like, if you think about the growth of the podcast and just like, all right, we've had five seasons under our belt now, or four, are we this on five or six, five. Lord? I don't remember. Five. Okay, so four seasons under the belt, and then it's like moving from the milk to the meat, and it's like, all right, we've talked through this area, this stage, we've kind of grown up this way, now it's like, all right, how do we take back the narrative and take back control of all the things we've been discussing in previous seasons? And so I'm excited to journey on that alongside each other as co-hosts and friends, and then just with our listeners as well as people who have been here a while or people who are jumping in and trying to figure out, all right, we've been doing this walk a while. What does this kind of mean now in terms of like making it our own and reclaiming it from either the narratives that have been pushed upon us or um, impressed upon us or just even things we've told ourselves that are not necessarily true and we want to reclaim yes that actually reminded me henry of what i was thinking you know how we are thank you i know (laughs) always vibing always um so someone recently reached out to me randomly that i haven't talked to in a million years y'all know the drill even the listeners have had this happen a million times where you know random message saying when did you start deconstructing that was it that's all it said and I said, hi, good to hear from you. How's life? <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to laugh. Okay. And then I was like, do you mean my face? Because if you do, the answer is never, because I haven't. Um, and then he said, no, not your faith, your theology. Which is a very loaded question and assumption. I, I don't need to get into that mm. entirely. But... What was telling to me is there's the assumption that once we come out, once, once we come out, if we're queer, once we're LGBTQ friendly, if we're not, whatever, as a Christian, the assumption is that we have abandoned these important aspects of our lives, of our theology, of our faith. And that's why we need to reclaim it. Like we need to proclaim the reclaiming of it mm-hmm. because everybody assumes that we've just, you know, Girl, thrown it off our shoulders, right? It's so funny you say that. I was literally this morning, I was having a, I got to be careful what I say here because this person might listen. No. <laughs> Anyways, either way I said it, if I said it. But um, so I'm having coffee with this person and we used to go to church together and I know she's been deconstructing. Like, she, you can use that full word for her, like, just throwing the baby out with the bathwater kind of thing, whatever. But then so she says to me, so she's like, so yeah, how's side B stuff going for you? And I was like, oh, pretty, like, good, like, whatever. Like, this is kind of random way to ask about how that's going, but okay. Still and, gay, still yes. gay, still happy. And she's just like, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, so then we start talking about, she's like, where are you at theologically? That's kind of what she asked them and what your friend asked or what your friend had said. And she's like, well... You know, I still think, like, the Bible should be somewhat important to me, and I guess the stuff it teaches, like, I just, I don't know how important I value that anymore, and I'm like, and so she's, like, trying to find, like, a partner in me to, like, say that. I'm like, oh, ma'am, I cannot co-sign that with you. I'm like, let me go back and reclaim the fact that the word of the Lord is still important to me. Yes. <laughs> we all know if there's one person come who's on. going to come on here and start quote, quoting scripture, it's Henry. <laughs> That's true. Okay. That's true. Right? Okay. Yeah. He's got us all covered. Lord, all right. exactly. Yeah. My sister-in-law said something. Not my sister-in-law. My sister said something similar. She said that, like, someone, in, like, in our family has full-on said, like, you know, I'm in my deconstruction era, and they're just, it's a whole thing. But, like, 
she'll send stuff to my sister thinking like she's super going to relate. And it's like, I understand, but I still very much believe in and love Jesus. Yeah. You You know know what? Actually, I think why that happens, I think because people do see us as they see us as safe people maybe to go to. Because like, hey, we know these people are. Yeah. are other they have been othered and so maybe it's i can bring this them thinking i'll either find acceptance or at least a listening ear and then people sometimes incorrectly assume that we're also where they're at but i think it's a good segue for us to like let people know like hey this is still where we are like we can love you and um listen to you and empathize with you but we're still here yeah. so i think that's good well, and i think it shows how much in our culture there's just such this assumption that if you accept me and connect with me that you automatically agree with me because we assume that we can only find community with people that we actually agree with and all of us here know very much well that our lives are finding community with people that are very different from us okay let's reclaim nuance okay <laughs> please (laughs) hallelujah i will get in line for that yeah i think that something else that is a part of this is so i think lately or maybe the past few years we've gotten so much backlash on our right and and so um we get sort of painted as like super progressive in every way Mm -hmm. or like um Maybe progressive isn't the right word, but you know what I mean? Like um, non-traditional, anti-traditional that like (laughs) it's it's weird to have to be like, no, but I I believe that Jesus rose bodily from the dead. (laughs) I I believe that the Bible is his is God's word. You know, like I, I believe these things and they sound maybe ridiculous to some ears, but I'm actually quite traditional in so many ways. Yeah. 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 There's nothing wrong with deconstructing. You're not demolishing. And I think that's talking about nuance, Henry. A lot of people Mm. demolish their faith. They do throw the baby out with the bathwater. Those who take care and look point by point and can parse apart what is my cultural tradition versus what is my theology versus what is my church teaching a lot of us, like we're constantly in a state of deconstruction these days because we're realizing so much of what we believed was church tradition. And I'm not talking like Catholic church tradition, but just cultural traditions that really don't have anything to do with faith. And so when you start peeling that back and you're surrounded by people who are cultural Christians, they think you're deconstructing your mm-hmm. faith when really what you're doing is just deconstructing your culture. Mm. So, yeah, I've been deconstructing my culture for about six years now, but not my theology. Mm. Amen. Mm. Say that again. Yeah. Yeah. And there's I I guess I just want to say, like, there's no shade for me from me for someone who's 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 no longer no longer a Christian who believes something totally different than they used to feel. I just want to make it clear that I'm not there. (laughs) Like, I, I believe I, I still believe very strongly in Jesus and and that has only really deepened. I mean, plenty of other things have shifted around, but um I'm I'm pretty firmly convinced my life doesn't make sense otherwise. It just it just doesn't. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, and I know we're gonna talk about it further in the season, but Something in particular that I struggle with using and reclaiming 
is the idea of like the transformative power of Christ and the Holy Spirit. But I love yes. the transformative power of Christ and the Holy Spirit. I love it. But I hate that I have to hesitate to acknowledge it. I hate that when I'm writing something, I have to be careful how I use and when I use that word. And it, you know, I, I think there's still nuance and we still have to be careful. But I think we do need to be able to say like, no, this tenet, this part of our faith is so important. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. I know we have a lot to cover, but that one's a big one yeah. for me. It, it kind of, that's always been one that stuck out to me really as well, Elizabeth, that it was always like, but it's so clear in scripture that Christ transforms us, you know, but you know, the ex-gay narrative and all of these things have just made us like, and the way that's been weaponized, I think in another way kind of connected to that, that's been an interesting journey for me of reclaiming something has been after experience in the ex-gay movement um, and their whole obsession on your relationship with your parents and your childhood on how that made you gay. I like steered clear of that altogether. And then the moment I read The Velvet Rage and um, he starts talking about your relationship with your father and how that reflects the kind of men you go after as a gay man, I was like, whoa. Whoa, this feels very, very yes. ex-gay. But it was yes. a non-Christian gay psychologist writing yes. this. And I was like, what do I do with this? And it was actually a very reclaiming thing of like, my story still matters. Examining my relationship mm. with my parents is still important. It still affects my sexuality. Mm. And like having to not just simply run from something because of trauma, but actually... Um, my counselor really helped me realize that the moment you know you're getting into a new step of processing trauma is when you can see that it's not all good or all bad, but it's very much a mixed bag of truth and hurt in the, re in the same place. I remember reading some ex-gay stuff back in the day and it was the same, it was like a similar thing. Cause it's like, you would go through like all of these like family dynamics that make you a lesbian. And it's like, damn nail on the head. But at the same time, it didn't in my head, what I was like, it's like, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. I was like, does my relationship with my mother affect the type of woman I'm going to be attracted to? Sure. But it's not going to make me attracted to women in the first place. You know, it's like the same way that like it's a it's a cliche. It's a stereotype. Movies. Gilmore Girls. The relationship a girl has with her father relates to the type of guy she likes. It's not that you having an abusive father made you straight. You know, it, but it does affect what the way that you what you're drawn to, what your emotions react to, the type of personalities that you're going to, like, clash with or connect with. The night I got married, I realized my husband uses the same deodorant as my dad. Like. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was you did that on purpose. <laughs> That's so funny. That was I your not, subconscious. I swear to God, I was like, that's what you use. He's like, yeah. I was like, it's my dad. He's like, that's crazy. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, Ashley. Maybe don't tell more people. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say beyond something. all no, the viewers that just heard that, listeners. It's deodorant, people. 
What did you say, Grant? I, I said, I, so, okay, I'm, I'll say it. I'll say it. But for a long time, like, I was very aware of the particular deodorant that one of my, uh, my mentors had when I was in college. And yes, I bought it because I also, I also probably had, I, it's hard to just, I think I had a crush on him. Who knows? Who knows really? You know, the, 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 the human heart is a dark forest. What is love really? He had a crush on his I didn't notice until that night. So. It was like extreme blast. And so I kept buying extreme blast. <laughs> <It's> a- <laughs> oh my God. I love how we're talking about deodorant in this podcast. right now. <laughs> I came back and I was like, what did I miss in the like 90s? Henry left for a moment on. and le- missed this entire section. We're reclaiming, we're reclaiming deodorant, deodorant, Henry. So that people should use it. Like, <laughs> yeah. We'll leave it at the mystery. You can re-listen to the episode to find out what the story was. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, so here's some of the topics that we're going to be talking about in in here, um, in this season. We're going to be talking about, well, actually, one episode has already been recorded, uh, Reclaiming Intimacy. Elizabeth and Grant talked about this at QCF. How did that go, by the way? Oh, my gosh. I totally was just like, one episode's already recorded. Intimacy. Ooh, it sounds great. And then when you said it was me and Grant, I was like, what? Oh, yeah, we did do that. Yeah, didn't we, we Grant? did do that. Huh? <laughs> yes. How was that conference? Please tell us. It was it was really, really good. I um I think that the Holy Spirit really moved through Elizabeth and <laughs> the conversation flowed really well. And I feel like we together came through came to some insights that we did not have at the beginning, which is always a sure indication that the Holy Spirit is up to something. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think I think that went really well. And the conference was really fun. I love I love the QCF conference. Whenever I go, I feel it's awkward because I feel like I'm I'm in the minority and mm-hmm. I feel like people might feel um, nervous about me being a side B person there because we're there's only like a handful of us there, but it's also so freeing. It's such a freeing place. Like you can be you can be yourself in a way that very few other places provide. Um, but yeah, that was my experience. I, I, I had a great time. Yeah, I, I the conference was really interesting and fun, and we could go on about that. But I think what ended up with the episode was it ended up being an interview where I was interviewing Grant. <laughs> <laughs> and that was not our intention, but I ended up, like, being the Oprah Oh my god! Yeah, I don't know. No, no, you said some. You said some good stuff too. I, I feel like I. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to listen to it again. But I. I think we came to some stuff together. But yes, we we moved together. I mean, look, Oprah says some beautiful things. I'm I'm okay with acquainting myself with Oprah. <laughs> wow. But Grant, it, it was a beautiful interview. Grant not taking full credit for something. I'm shocked. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Me and those chairs from Revoice 21 would like a word. I'm still on that. Okay. Oh, my gosh. All right. I, I will say we did get rather intimate. Ooh. You know? Like, I really feel, I feel like we covered some things where at the end I was like, ooh, I forgot that that was being recorded. I forgot that a lot of people are going to hear about this. Yeah. 
Like we were, we were not only talking about the topic, but we were living out the topic in our mm. conversation. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then I think we, there were some audience questions, if I'm not mistaken, that got even deeper. Yes. And that's the point where I was like, oh, wow, we're like, my whole life is here. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just talking about my life. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was at one point I was like, ooh, would my husband be okay with this? Oh, well, <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Welcome to my bedroom, everybody. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Gosh. Okay. So other topics that we're going to be covering, we're going to be talking about reclaiming masculinity. We're going to be talking about reclaiming Ooh. femininity. Um, we're going to gonna go through the, the gospel narrative uh, episode on creation, on the fall, on redemption, on consummation. Um, we're going to talk about reclaiming pride and the word affirming. Yes. Um, Cannot wait for that. Ooh, yeah. So you're going to have some folks now. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can't wait. Okay. We're going to. They've not directing. noticed us yet or anything else we've said. Yeah. So yeah. it would almost this is be totally going to not be a controversial season not at, at all. all. We will Love be directing it. all the people who are upset to Henry's DMs. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're already there. Okay. <laughs> And I think that our pride affirming episode will be our live from Revoice episode is the plan. Oh, yes. that makes it that much better. That's even better. That's right. Because it's wild. happening in June. Which means my email will be full of haters as yeah, well. Yeah, it's like now someone, yes. now someone might get a hold of it. Yeah, That's right. Um, then we're going to talk on transformation, um, living embodied, uh, family, identity in Christ. Gotta cover it. Um, reclaiming celibacy as liberation. Um, prayer and healing. Joy and grace mm. and truth. Ooh, prayer and healing. Just I, I can't wait. Yeah, that's the one that like. Really oh, it's gonna be so good. Yeah, we're gonna have. That's gonna be so for everyone listening. This season is gonna be a little bit different because. We're only planning like four or five of our episodes to have guests on. That's it. The rest of them are going to be us, the co-hosts. You get to actually, I feel like normally we're the ones interviewing, so people don't get to know us. So guess what? You get to know us now. You get to sit down. But the plan is for the episode on prayer and inner healing, we're going to have a side B person who kind of works in inner healing ministry on to talk with us then about that. So I'm excited about a lot of these like a lot yeah i think some of them are a little scary but i think that's the whole point stretching yeah. ourselves a little I es- bit i especially oh, yeah. love that our reclaiming masculinity episode is going to be becca uh becca grant and henry and then the reclaiming femininity episode is going to be me elizabeth and ashley <laughs> yes i love that it's becca's gonna, gonna help awesome. us it's reclaim fit. Femininity. that's yeah. right yeah I'm gonna do what I can. I I love that Henry, the the one who calls everybody girl, is gonna be on reclaiming yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Uh. So yeah. Any of the other ones on these stand out? Henry, yeah, you're, you're muted. muted. Henry. Oh yeah. This okay. Yeah, that's not gonna work for me. What Anita suggested. Like we all just interject and feedback off each other too much. So <laughs> okay, get a tap. But yeah. Um. 
Anywho, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to helping people rec- reclaim true masculinity, Lord. Yes. Because God I'm- knows I have enough, enough, enough content to talk about toxic masculinity dealing you with know, evangelicals that- the past six years. I Forever. think Henry and I, we should really be like really butch for that episode. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh my God. Mask for mask. Okay. <laughs> I I would love to see it. Oh my god! Me too. We'll just all get okay. Yeah, let's video that one. We can record that one. Absolutely. People need to see that one. Yes. Yeah. No. Oh my god! We should coordinate outfits for our pride episode since we'll be together. We should do some pride looks. Yes. Oh, that would be fun. Should we each be like a color of the rainbow? Yes! I was thinking that. I was thinking that. Yes. Uh, oh my god! I love okay. Ashley's I'm face purple. right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, really, guys? <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I'm not taking a break. Ashley's, Ashley's like, is flannel a color of the rainbow? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can I do blue? <laughs> and Becca's like, y'all remember first... I'm on staff for this organization? That's She's right. like, please. <laughs> Our first tweetable quote for the season. Flannel, yes. <laughs> a color of the rainbow. The guys can do the bright colors. Oh, yeah. I will. I will bring all of my rainbow fun stuff for yeah. gentlemen. But so a little bit getting more into the topic of reclaiming. I've been processing a little bit of this, and I would love to hear your guys' thoughts because I was thinking a lot about how the Bible does a lot of reclaiming. How when you think about it. I love Elizabeth's face is like, mm, wait, I'm not sure. I uh, know I'm no, no, the no. The book of I'm, Matthew, the book of Matthew. I'm over here going, mm, mm, but I'm muting myself because we <laughs> oh, are supposed yes, to mute ourselves to mute between. Yes, no, I get it. I wasn't sure if it was a yes, I agree or mm, I'm not sure that's a No, thing. no, I'm just black churching okay, over here when it. I'm muting. Um, yeah, just because I was thinking about how, first of all, one of the I was I was thinking through this and I would love everyone's thoughts on it, but there's a lot of different areas where the Bible takes concepts uh, and like reuses them. Um, but one of the ones that I was really as an Old Testament geek was like really impacted by was I was reading a commentary on Exodus and how you have the Israelites coming out of Israel and actually taking aspects of Israelite culture and reusing them in different ways. Um, even the Ark of the Covenant is actually something that comes from Israel, Egyptian culture um, that then God returns as a new form of worship for the Israelites in the, um, in the uh, desert. And so you have these different ways that even in Exodus, like God is taking symbols from the culture of their oppressors and going, Hey, this is how this is now going to be used in like your context. And this is how you're going to live in your context that they're. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That was like, I, I think that reclaiming is such a real point of scripture. Um, even the image of God, like the, I'm going to geek out. Like this is me geeking out constantly, but um, just the image of God as being something that kings used at the time to have oppression over people, um, that I am the image of, of our God, so therefore now you have to listen to me. And then the authors of scripture going, well, actually, everyone is made in the image of God. All human beings are made in the image of God. Um, 
And so I just think there's so much biblical truth in the idea of saying, hey, even when things are weaponized, we don't throw the truth of it out, you know? Um, I think in so many ways, that's what we are all about inside B, because we still hold to the truth of the tradition that we hold to, even when it's been weaponized against us. And I think um, to what you're saying, just even to take it, I guess, from scripture into a, an applicable part of our lives. What's that word? Tangible. Yes, I was looking for the other word. Um, something that, like, we even discuss in therapy as, like, we look at our culture and, like, right? Hey, something's wrong. Something's right. And then, sorry, let's just throw it all out. But, like, no, at the end of the day, there have to be some absolute truths, right? So it's like, okay, we don't like this thing. And for sure, it's been used wrong and incorrectly and against us. But, like, it doesn't mean, like, all of a sudden... We don't believe that there is a truth, that there is a central uh, theme and story to our lives and that there is a central way to live. And just because it's been used incorrectly in the past doesn't mean that, oh, it's all just wrong. Because it's very tempting to just want to be like, you know what, I'm going to be liberated and start over and that's what I'm going to do and reclaim this. And it's like, oh, no, because that's just as dangerous as completely letting it be used and weaponized against you completely throwing it out and not reclaiming it for yourself i think that's even more dangerous whenever i do talk to people who are like uh deconstructing or whatever and like demolishing for like as becca said earlier i believe um the danger in demolishing is like then what like if you don't have a foundation i think that's um it's y'all it's so weird all y'all being muted i feel like i'm talking to myself <laughs> no, <laughs> i was like wait what <laughs> Yeah. Henry, I feel you so much. I'm yeah. thinking about how also in that it's not just reclaiming the things that have been weaponized against us from the outside, but it's also things that we've used to weaponize against ourselves. Mm. And I think it's also things that we've used incorrectly. And that's woven through scripture as well, you know, where God gave instruction to the people that people are like, okay, thanks, God. And then they used it incorrectly. They didn't weaponize it necessarily. It wasn't the outside forces coming in and doing it. They just used God's yeah. rules and and gifts incorrectly. And then it, it almost soured, you know? So, and then we see through the work of Jesus that, yeah, he is redeeming the things that we've, we've kind of ruined. <laughs> But he's able to to redeem and reclaim. Mm. That yeah, that's good. I like that thought of being able to see what it is that God does when we just give him the chance to do stuff. I mean, it's not like like Josh saying that Israel didn't go to him and be like, Can you please make worshiping you more convenient and easy for us to understand and use stuff we already know? Like God knew what they needed and allowed those things to be reclaimed in a way that was profitable and beneficial for them in worshiping him. Like God doesn't want it to be hard for us to come to him. And so anytime we can use something that is already a part of our understanding and bring it into a way that can connect us and tie us to his worthiness and bringing him glory, um, is going to be good for our growth and our learning. If it's for his glory, it is for our mm. good. Um, yes. oh, it's somewhere in the Bible, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Crazy. Yes, I'm trying to. Uh-huh. <laughs> this this reclaiming theme also reminds me of um, some of the more shocking um, sayings of Jesus. So I think um, one of the one of the shocking ones that comes to mind is when he says um, he's using the parable of the the thief who who comes into the strong man's house. And the thief has to bind the strong man uh, so that he can steal all his stuff. And in that parable, it's weird because Jesus is the thief. <laughs> like he, he's <laughs> yeah. like, he's, he's, yeah. that's, that's what the, the thief symbolizes. But another, another one that's more on the theme of, of reclaiming is uh, the, one of the parables of yeast. When Jesus says that oh, the kingdom yeah. of God is like yeast. And I can just imagine his original audience being like, what? The kingdom of God is like yeast? <laughs> because yeast is a symbol of sin. Yeah. How many people would have been correcting him on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and he takes that image. And I also think about several, a couple years ago when there was a very prominent Anglican person who wrote a letter about side B about about gay people in the church and said we're like a yeast that needs to be expunged and I kept thinking about that one that one story of Jesus where Jesus is like yeah the kingdom of God is like yeast yes the, like, let it grow you know, let it right. grow that's right <laughs> but I don't and that could be taken too far I guess but like that gives me hope I guess um that Jesus does some sort of radical reclaiming uh, and some some correcting of people's perceptions of what is good and what is bad. Yeah, it's I didn't come to abolish the law, but I came to complete it. I came to bring it in its fullness. Ooh, I love all of this. Yeah, I, yeah, he's all about flipping it upside down. And it's not even flipping it upside down, because even in a lot of those quotes in the book of Matthew, it's like, you've heard that it's been said, but I say this, because what he's doing is you thought that this meant this, but I'm going to tell you what it actually meant in the first place. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all have missed it for a thousand years. Let's try it one more time. Yeah. Oh, that's good. This is where I'm really excited about Grant had a great idea that we're going to attempt to do at the end of this season is taking from all of these episodes. Henry wasn't there when we planned out this season. So I feel like so much of this is so new. I was like, I'm like, I'm finding out everything. (laughs) I literally just had that thought as you said. Henry, I hope you're taking notes. notes. (laughs) The link for the link for this is in our group chat, Henry. Um, But at the season finale, our goal is to take clips from these episodes to basically make a side B queer gospel presentation, the gospel presentation, presentation in queer terms. Okay. And just as we go through this, what does this all look like? Yeah, I'm so excited about that. I'm so excited. We'll see how it turns out. (laughs) I am kind of like shocked that like me and elizabeth have gone this episode and have not said reclaiming my time yet i've been thinking of it every single time we talk about oh my it. gosh i was thinking about it too i was what like reclaiming what reclaiming, reclaiming my time reclaiming, mac anti-maxine reclaiming. waters yes. oh yeah 
<laughs> I was thinking of the Jasmine Sullivan song where. Um, oh, okay. There she goes. <laughs> but I, but I, I wasn't going to bring it up because it's, it's, I don't think it's applicable. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Not in that context. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. That, Jasmine did that to herself. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, well, goodness. here we are. We're starting out season five. We're back. Okay. <laughs> Making song references in the midst of Bible references and all of the things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But really glad to be doing this with y'all. Um, you know, I, it's going to be a good season. I was really, uh, I will share like the coast. We were all talking about it before. I was, uh, I think between my schedule and just how hard it's been for us to like get on to do this, I was getting really sad and I'm just really happy to be here with y'all again. Yes. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Getting it started. Okay. And we were just, Thanks, we were man. just, you know, making them wait exactly. for it. You know, right. I mean, exactly. <laughs> building I mean, anticipation. That's good. I mean, they have four of the seasons they can go binge. I mean, that's a lot. Okay, it is. Thanks. It is, and there's enough people that like work through them. I love, I love one person, one patron talked about that for Lent. They were re-listening to the entire podcast. Oh my! Oh my god! That was what they were doing wow. for Lent. That How is sweet. Lent dedication right there. That I love is that. for sure a special kind of penance. I'm so sorry that we're doing that. <laughs> Honestly, though, it really is sweet whenever, because like, yeah, we'll record here and then the six of us, we might not get together in another format or whatever for months or then maybe weeks, depending on co-hosts. But like the impact that we have, I always forget about it. So I get random messages. I'm like, oh, this thing exists outside of the hour and a half that we're recording and talking. Yeah. That's I right. always yeah. forget yeah. that. Yeah, yeah so, for sure. Yeah. By the way, I just remembered I'm going to be taking red for Colors of the Rainbow for our Revoice Talk. Uh, red's my oh, favorite color, so that's I'm not You're happening. taking red? Josh. What? Red's Fine. my favorite color. It, this is it well is my favorite color, too. <laughs> I will take green. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. yeah I don't blue. do green. Ash is yeah. taking blue. I'm purple all the way. I got orange. All right. Grant, you're yellow. You know, if Grant wants to take green and Josh wants to take red, I could probably do yellow because, oh. like, I've been embracing I'm yellow. I'm good with green. Oh, yellow yeah, would look that's good for you. Yes. I see yellow then, for you. And then what does yellow that does mean? Look good. You would have green. If, if red. You would have green. I would have red. And Henry would have yellow. Or he'll take red. I'll take yeah. green. And you take yellow. I don't uh, gr- green or yellow. I, I don't know. I I think. Bitch. <laughs> I don't know if it go with my skin tone. Really, I mean, <laughs> he's more of a warm. No, I could do. It doesn't I do have like to a be dusty, lime green, a, Grant. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to do like a bright. I guess I'll do like a darker green. I could do an olive. Yeah. Oh, I could do an yeah. olive. I don't think that yeah. that the like. The outfits have to be the bright version of these colors. No, no. Be good. I was is... like, Ooh, I'm going to look like a Teletubby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I love how Ashley, Becca, and myself are like, "Yeah, these are our colors." Boom, boom, boom. I got and it. The three gay guys are like, mm, "But should it be a warm red or a soft <laughs> yellow, mossy green, or chartreuse?" <laughs> I'm good with green. Which one are you picking, Grant? Because it's going to determine. I'll You're going to do green. I'll okay. Do green. 
Are you good with yellow, Henry? Or I can take yellow. I am. Okay. I'm. G- oh, you, you, well, we, we can, will discuss. We discuss. It'll be a okay, surprise. Yeah. Which ones mm-hmm. of which one of us turns into red I and can't. which one comes in yellow? We'll do it. I it's can't, like the- Josh. You like watch him decide that morning. Oh no, I mean, no, sucks. Henry. Oh, Henry no. is going shopping. Yes. They are going shopping. Yeah. This is the yes. whole thing. <laughs> I mean, someone on Twitter said uh, Revoice. It was Revoice Fashion Week last oh, year. Yeah. I know. So I was just like absolutely. I, I. Wow. Henry changes like twice a day. At I did. <laughs> but you were talking about you're embracing yellow. Yellow is your color for the co-host pictures. It was. That was Greg. Like so, Greg Webb when he took that photo. It was the photo that ended up being used in the news yep. and everything for when I had my heart attack. Greg's like, of course, the first photo I take of you, that's the one that gets associated <laughs> with your heart attack and your coma. <laughs> so, and that was the first time I think I've been photographed like wearing yellow, too. And there you go. <laughs> so, in like a long time. It, and so, it took off. Yeah, no, yeah. I will be buying stuff for this outfit. I always do for Revoice. It's my way. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we haven't. I guess people haven't listened uh, since last Revoice. We haven't really had anything. But Becca, what was so funny was who was it that sent you the picture and said that you and I would make a cute couple? Oh, a friend of mine. Yep, she did. <laughs> she was like, "Who is this? They're so cute together." Wait, it's like Henry's what? cute no matter who he's standing next to. <laughs> Yes, Grant. Yeah, Becca texted me. She's like, by the way, one of my friends thinks you and I would make a great couple. I was like, I mean, we do get along very well. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> there you go. Year Is before there... last, Art was my conference husband. Last year, Henry was. So, you and Josh can fight for it. This oh, year. I can't wait. Yes. I want to be it this year. <laughs> All right. Well, so they can now they can say you gone with a younger man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Got to keep something going on with the controversy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, we're excited, listeners. We hope you listen for this season um, as we get into all of the topics. Get ready to reclaim. Get ready to reclaim something. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.